Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article titled Reducing Yucca in Rangeland. To discuss this topic, I'm joined by the author, Dr. Bruce Anderson, who's a Nebraska Extension Forage Specialist. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Anderson. Thanks, Aaron. The focus of our topic today is on yucca plants, and in central and western Nebraska, this is a plant that we see growing, especially in rangelands. In some situations, this plant can actually become pretty dominant, especially when we're maybe looking at a history of summer grazing. Share with our listeners some things that maybe they can do and think about to manage this plant as it occurs in rangelands. Well, typically, Aaron, yucca does not present problems for us out in rangeland. It, uh, it, it's not a real aggressive plant to begin with. And, and if we're managing our grasslands uh, to keep the grasses real healthy and productive and, and competitive, yucca rarely becomes excessively dense and creates many problems. But uh, as you said, when we do have just summer grazing going on, and especially if we've had some dry seasons, where we've been forced to graze excessively on some of these rangelands, then the yucca ends up getting a chance to maybe be a a, a bit more of a problem. It's got such a deep root system that if there's any moisture down there during a drought season, the yucca plants can still thrive and grow and reproduce effectively where the grasses are pretty well shut down during those seasons. So we see the yucca population increase uh, dramatically sometimes during these drought periods. When this occurs, it becomes pretty difficult to easily eliminate the yucca plants out there. There's, There's herbicidal ways that it can be done you know, there's a number of herbicides, uh, Tordon, Velpar, Remedy, uh, Cimarron Plus. These are all herbicides that can control yucca, but uh, typically they need to be really sprayed directly on individual plants. Uh, it's way, way, way too expensive to try and spray a large area with general spraying to c- control yucca because c- it's just so cost prohibitive. If you got small patch, maybe you can afford to do it that way and probably should. But if you got a large uh, pasture that's uh, full of yucca, then we have to look for another way of taking care of them. Fortunately, there is a way that works pretty well. It's, it's not an overnight sensation like sometimes can occur with herbicides, but uh, can work if we're a little bit persistent with it. And uh, that method is simply using winter grazing. You know, when you take a look at how animals seek out and and try and graze plants that uh, are particularly attractive to them at certain times of the year, when we're out there winter grazing, oftentimes that yucca plant may be about the only green thing that may be around. It, it oftentimes will be the moistest plant that's available out there, and so it can be really attracted to the animals. Uh, they will go out there sometimes and, and really get down and, and graze on the base of the plant, even even getting not down on their uh, knees and, and bending over in order to bite into the base of the yucca plant to get to that juicy, moist, sweet uh, uh, part of the plant that uh, is real attracted to them at that time. Now, it's unlikely that uh, uh, they're going to destroy all of the yucca plants in a pasture in one winter or even probably in two winters uh, that we have there. But if we can have a strategy 
where we allow the grass to grow uh, in those pastures through some deferred grazing of some sort so that there's good winter grazing available there for a couple, three years in a row and allow the animals to consume both the grass and be attracted to the yucca plants. Before long, that uh, heavier grazing on the yucca during the wintertime is going to start to thin out that population and that's going to allow then those more desirable grasses to repopulate in those areas and start to thrive and be more productive for our grazing year-round. Dr. Anderson, it seems to me that often grazing is a learned behavior, and there's certain, I'd say, groups of cattle that have grown up with dams that showed them how to graze yucca plants or things like that. Might we need to be in a situation where we may need to actually find some animals that can train the herd to graze the yucca plant? I think that's a good point here, and that uh, that's exactly what tends to happen with a lot of our plant plants and animals is that uh, mom knows best, and the baby uh, is eat the things that mom eats and uh, is not going to try the other kinds of plants that are out there and so uh, oftentimes we do need to have somebody that's had experience grazing yucca, and we get a few cows uh, moved into the herd that has had that experience and have had uh, yucca as part of their regular winter diet. We'll, we'll pretty quickly teach the other cows uh, through observation that this is really something that they ought to give a try to, and especially during winter, uh, we often find that uh, uh, in those situations that the the novice cows very quickly learn that this is a pretty good plant to be grazing on and they pick up on the idea that uh, that's something that they want to be doing as well. But of course, just like you indicated there, if they have never seen anybody grazing on a yucca plant, uh, they're going to treat those plants just like they did during the summer and, and avoid them and just be grazing on the grass that's available out there. Anything else you'd like to highlight, Dr. Anderson, on this topic before we wrap it up? Well, I think it's just that, you know, yucca can be a problem plant, but it doesn't have to be a long-term problem for people. Uh, We've just got to plan our grazing system to allow the pastures that have abundance of yucky in them to be used for winter grazing purposes. And in a couple years, three years of that kind of grazing can very quickly reclaim then those pastures for use during the entire season and, and be able to maintain our stocking rates to be productive. Thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Anderson. I appreciate you having me on, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, this is found in the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter.